This episode of Unreasonable Doubt is brought to you by Bruch. Bruch is an electric toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth. With powerful sonic technology and ultra-gentle bristles, the Bruch redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. It's like that feeling when you just leave the dentist. A fresh, whole mouth clean every single day. My listeners get 15% off off their total purchase with code POD15. Follow the link in the show notes and enter the code POD15 to get your exclusive discount and upgrade your oral care routine today. Bruch! I'm not going to raise my voice. Yes! I'm really good at basketball for a puppet. What just happened? I drank your milkshake. What's up with those shorts? It's either super good or super bad. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello from the Dyer Prime Studio in Nitro, West Virginia. This is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Off-season episode three. Good news, no news. No transfers in since last week. No transfers out since last week. Quiet is good. Couple of things happening in the West Virginia orbit. Teddy Allen going to a new school. The path for Teddy Allen. And I enjoyed the Teddy Allen experience. West Virginia. Wichita State. Junior College. Nebraska. And now he's going to New Mexico State. And we wish Teddy Allen the best in his future endeavors. Brandon Knapper. He's moving west. A lot of former WBU guys heading west. Emmett Matthews, Washington, Jordan McCabe, UNLV, Teddy, Buckets, New Mexico State. Brandon Knapper started at West Virginia, went a little bit west to Eastern Kentucky, and then went way west. San Jose State. The Spartans? I don't know what San Jose State's mascot is. Anyway, so that's, and we wish Brandon Knapper the best in his future endeavors. But it's May. And when you look at a calendar, flip it over from May. What's next? June. All right? You still got your calendar? Flip it over again. What's the next month? July. What's July mean? TBT. What does that mean? Best Virginia. Best Virginia. They're returning to the TBT. I'm crossing my fingers. I I really think it's going to happen this year. They missed last year's tournament. Pandemic. And so, big news coming out of Best Virginia this week. So, just to get everybody up to speed. And if you're listening to the final forecast, and you should do that, they're keeping you posted there. But this is a WVU basketball podcast also. So I'm going to talk about it too. So who's confirmed for Best Virginia? There's five guys that have played before. 
John Flowers, he's the GM. Kevin Jones, Tavon Myers, Nate Adrian, Juwan Staten. Nice nucleus there, guys who have been played TBT games before. Those five guys in the mix. Tariq Phillip in the mix was going to play last year. Pandemic. Going to play this year. Confirmed. So that's a good first six guys, all right? Then, this week, big announcement. New guy. Didn't play in West Virginia's, or Best Virginia's first TBT. Was not scheduled to play in last year's. That got canceled. Well, I mean, pandemic. Best Virginia didn't play because pandemic. Sagaba Kanate in playing in July. I'm a little surprised at how excited I am that Kanate will be on this team. Very excited to see him play. Didn't get to see him play live in person. So I'm excited for that. I got spoiled. Did you get spoiled with the Kanate experience when he was at West Virginia in college? I know I got spoiled. And I've told you this if you've listened to the podcast for a while. I'm not a good, I'm not the best fan in the moment. And only after the the work is completed where I look back and say, wow. I really should have should have uh, experienced that better and been more excited in the moment. There's probably a metaphor for life in there. Anyway, did not appreciate Kanate as much as I should have when he played for WVU. Three seasons now in the past from Sagaba Kanate and don't have anything close to what Kanate did while he was at WVU, especially in a sophomore season in relation to blocks. And we all know the man was gifted at blocking the basketball. Sometimes the volleyball block, two hands. Let's put what Sagaba Kanate did in perspective. The last two seasons with Kanate not on the roster combined. West Virginia had 193 blocks, 193. As a team, everybody that played in games, the combination of total blocks, 193. Sagabacanate in two full seasons and eight games in his junior year, 191 blocks. And it's not the university. He didn't go to the University of Sagabacanate, one of one. One guy for WVU had two less blocks <laughs> in his career than however many guys did in the last two seasons. Crazy. Who's the closest guy to get a triple-double for WVU? And did somebody get a triple double recently? I don't think so. The closest was Kanate in his sophomore year. 
And it would have been, you know, you, what do you think when you think triple doubles? You think points, rebounds, assists. But for big guys, and this is the this is the Hassan Whiteside Sagabakanate level where you can get a triple double with blocks. He didn't do it, but he had Kanate had nine blocks in one game against Baylor in a sophomore year. I went through the game logs for the 2020-2021 season. West Virginia, as a team, didn't get nine blocks in a game. And they played like 9, 10, 11 guys in a game. The best they did was eight. One dude, nine blocks, one game. So that's what's joining WVU, Kanate. Spent some time in the G League, spent some time in Spain, currently playing in Greece. In July, he'll be in Charleston, West Virginia, playing for Best Virginia. So now, in May, I can speculate who else is going to be on the team. They'll probably add three guys, possibly four, perhaps five. Who's going to join the team? Will Jay Sean Page return? We'll see. Will there be a Logan Route sighting? Who knows? Perhaps a Chase Harler appearance. It's possible. Possibly a Jermaine Haley spotting. Possibly. Maybe a Cam Thurman resurrection? Don't count on it. Is Polly Polycap eligible for TBT? Most likely not, but I can't say for certain. So those I'm throwing those names out there. Anyways, the countdown is on for the TBT as they were supposed to last year. Best Virginia is hosting in their home state. July 17th, Charleston Civic Center. I'm sure it's called something else. It's a Charleston Civic Center. You know what I'm talking about. TBT action in the Mountain State. Single elimination. Best Virginia. Ot Elmore's team will be part of this. There'll be other teams with guys with names. It's going to be great. I think everybody, I really think this is going to happen. Everyone on the team, I'm assuming will be vaxxed to the max, right? COVID vaxxed to the max. I think it's going down. Now, Best Virginia, this, let me, let me bring it down a little bit. Let me bring the energy level down just a little bit. Let me speak very earnestly. This is to an audience of one. I'm talking to you, Best Virginia assistant coach former Best Virginia player, current Wheeling University assistant coach, current media personality, current and former, but in my heart always, WVU basketball legend, Deshaun Butler. You probably never listened to this podcast, but I feel like you're going to listen to this one. And I'm talking to you, Deshaun. Please come on my podcast. I would like to talk to you. Uh, I understand it, you are indifferent talking to me, and I'm okay with that, but also come on the podcast. And there's a very strong chance I'm going to interview or interview you Chris Farley style, okay? So in the chance that you're listening, 
it, let me just give you just a little. I'll, this is one you can hear. You'll be prepared for this question, and you can answer it. Uh, so Deshaun, uh, remember, or Mr. Butler, whatever you want me to call you. Hey, Deshaun, you remember when you hit <laughs> when you hit that three pointer in the Kentucky game in the Elite Eight, and after you made the shot. You started screaming that you run college basketball. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> that was awesome. And there'll be other questions too, but that's definitely going to be one of the questions. If you're listening, Deshaun, uh, you know, let's, let's, uh, you know, I, I'm a good listener. And I'll ask you questions and you can answer them. And typically, I'm guessing your answers can be one or two words because a lot of my questions are going to be in that vein. TBT, excited. Random thoughts coming up. Dyer Prime is the lead sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. Summer's almost here. And you know what that means. Embroidery. I don't know if embroidery has anything to do with summer, but Dyer Prime knows about embroidery and they can help you with your embroidery needs. Embroider a hat, embroider a polo, embroider a t-shirt. Think of something that needs embroidered. Dyer Prime can do that for you. Start your summer off with embroidery with Dyer Prime 304-767. 4445 or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Dire Prime. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Let's do an NBA check-in. It stinks when college basketball ends. It stinks less when there's still basketball on television. And professional basketball still happening. Shortened season. They're gonna finish the season. They're going to very limited pandemic things happening with the NBA. Who am I kidding? I don't really want to talk about all of the NBA. I don't watch all the NBA. Let's do a Javon Carter check-in. West Virginia's link to the NBA, Javon Carter. Carter re-signed with the Phoenix Suns prior to the season. He got his second contract, which was awesome. And he started the season in the rotation like he ended the previous season in the rotation. And so he played in the first 17 games for the Suns. Let's be honest, rough start shooting. As hot as he was in the bubble and late last year, did not carry over to the start of the season. All right? The next 29 games, eh, 12 DNPs. If you don't pay attention to basketball, DNP is an acronym for did not play. And Carter's was did not play CD, which is coach's decision. So he didn't play 12 of those 29 games. He only made it to double-digit minutes in three of those games. Two of those three games were blowouts. That's the only reason he got in. Is that because of... His slow start shooting, I don't know. 
Did this happen last year with Phoenix in the middle of the season? Yes, it did. But guess what? The next 20 games and the next 20 games, meaning the last 20 games, Javon Carter, back. Back in the rotation. 15 of those 20 games, he made it to double digits in minutes. The shooting has come around. Three games out of those 20, double-digit scoring. And I don't know if it's exact correlation. Maybe not. Maybe so. Who can say Phoenix 15-5 and in those last 20 games, which is really good when you win 15 out of 20. So for the season, in his third season, Javon Carter, 38% from three, down slightly from his over 40% shooting from three last year. But again, he started slow. So it's really a testament to how well he's been shooting lately. Listen, his first season with Memphis, he shot from inside the three-point line 27%. Concerning. This year, 53% from two. He doesn't shoot a lot close to the basket, but this season he's shooting 80% from within three feet. So not a lot of his shot selection, over 70% of his shots are three-point shots. But when he's close to the rim, he's making 80% of them, which is, spoiler alert, way better than his previous two seasons. So... You know, I consume NBA podcasts. I watch national broadcasts and the occasional game on NBA TV. Everyone talks about what's different with Phoenix this year besides another year of the young guys improving. Everybody talks about Chris Paul signing for Phoenix. And Chris Paul, great all-time player, all-time point guard, and he's having a fantastic season with Phoenix and and deserves some of the Applause and credit for how well Phoenix is doing this season. But none of the NBA pundits are talking about the impact of re-signing former Mountaineer Javon Carter. Is that fair? It might be fair, but I'm talking about it. And I'm not an NBA pundit, but I'm telling you that Javon Carter is in the rotation and is going to help this team down the stretch. And the proof's in the pudding. The Suns are fighting for a one seed in the West. Why? Javon Carter. <laughs> maybe Chris Paul, and maybe Devin Booker, and maybe Michael Bridges, and maybe Jay, Jay Crowder, and maybe the other guys. But w- wait a minute. Why are the Suns fighting for the one seed in the West? Javon Carter. And it's awesome. I love it. When Carter was traded to Phoenix, remember, this is only two seasons ago. Carter was traded in the offseason before the draft. And my perspective was like, oh, no, not good. Traded after one season. And not traded to a good team. Traded to, at the time, another bad team. Another bad team with lots of point guards on the roster. And when it got to the NBA draft, they drafted a point guard. So uphill climb going in for Carter. Cut to this season. 
or cut to the end of last season, Phoenix invited to the bubble, did not lose in the bubble, which feels like forever ago. Remember when the NBA all went to, you know, not all of them, but a lot of the teams went to Florida in a bubble. They went to Hall, they all went to Walt Disney World to finish out the season in like a fever dream <laughs> of just games, games happening in the middle of the day. Remember that? That absolutely happened. Phoenix was undefeated there. And now Phoenix may end up with the most wins for an NBA team in the regular season this year. Did not have that (laughs) peg two seasons ago. And guess what? Memphis also got better. Picked up a guy. You may have heard heard of him. Uh, He's a point guard. What is that cat's name? Uh, Oh, yeah, John Morant. He's pretty good, too. But both teams have gotten better since Javon Carter left. So it's the rare, you know, some, you know, when a team trades a player and gets and gets players back, it's like, who won the trade? Both teams won this trade. From my very basic perspective of both teams have improved. <laughs> I love it. I love having a WVU alum in the NBA. I'm not taking it for granted. No one doubted how hard Carter was going to work. And he's still up. He's on the second contract. And he's contributing to one of the best teams in the NBA. What more could you ask for? It's awesome. Congrats to Javon Carter. Continued success. And, you know, uh, the state of West Virginia. I'm going out on a limb here. Phoenix Suns fans. I don't know how many was like, ah, yeah, I love the team that that drafted Carter Memphis when Carter gets traded. Uh, you know what? We're going to stay Memphis fans. <laughs> Sorry, Memphis. I don't think, I think uh, we kind of moved on. And now the state is Phoenix Suns fans and looking forward to you know, not a ton of Phoenix Suns games on TV. I'm not devoted enough to the NBA for League Pass. So looking at all the playoff games will be televised. And I'm looking for, you know, I listen to Suns podcasts and I don't, they don't know if Carter's going to make the playoff rotation. I'm here to tell you, I think he's going to be part of it. Limited role, but he's going to contribute in the playoffs. So I'm excited for that. And just, you know, in my lifetime, have not had this experience of a guy from WVU sticking in the NBA. And we're in season three of the Javon Carter experience, and I'm excited about it. And I'm assuming you are too. Awesome stuff. Random or... You know, that was my random thought. Let's final thoughts coming up. Unreasonable doubt is on the social media. On Instagram at Unreasonable Doubt WV. On Twitter at I'm Josh Witt. On Facebook. Go to that search bar thing and type in Unreasonable Doubt. Do it. 
interact with the show. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Uh, I'm going to tell you something about my private life. I'm vaccinated from the pandemic virus. I got the one with the two shots. There's more than one. I don't want to get into which one it was. I tried the technique of doing uh, like the first shot, the, the first of two. I had it in one arm, and then I thought maybe... Things will go better after the second shot if I if I have it in the other arm. Switch it up a little bit, right? Maybe my body will be confused and 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 it'll stay confused instead of reacting and having like side effects. It didn't happen. Side effects not great, but uh, you know, I'm in. I'm into being, uh, like, in my head. I don't know how a pandemic virus actually works or how a vaccination actually works. Something about RNA. I th- I don't... <laughs> uh, but I feel good about that. There has been a sense of um, my daily anxiety has dropped incrementally. After getting out of the woods with the, uh, the the second pandemic virus vaccination shot. But one thing that I wasn't expecting from all this pandemic stuff that I'm going to follow through and hopefully there's we don't live in a pandemic for the rest of our lives is I'm wearing that mask in the winter. Absolutely. Uh, I've gotten used to breathing in it. I'm not annoyed by it. I'm not. I don't know if I feel good about that. I'm just. I'm just telling you how it is. And when it gets cold, and you know what? It's May. Back to the calendar thing. It's May. Uh, hey, calendar, and hey, weather. Stop being cold. It's May. We're supposed to be ramping up the hot. And I don't want it to be hot yet. But I don't want it to be cold either. So Mother Nature. I was going to say chill out. But that doesn't work. Hey Mother Nature. Look at a calendar. Be more like May. Okay. It's May flowers. April showers, May flowers, not May frost warning, okay? But because it's May and it's cold, I'm I'm very comfortable wearing a mask in the morning walk. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm walking outside with a mask on and it feels good. It feels warm. I'm looking for warmth in May and I'll be looking for warmth again in the winter. And I, what I'm saying is pandemic, not pandemic. Guidelines, no guidelines. I'm breaking out the face mask. Not for fashion. Not for some kind of safety. I like 
You know, you know what I found out in the pandemic? Uh, the breaths that come out of my body are warm. <laughs> and when you have something keeping it in close to your face, it it it's warm. And I, uh, you know, if your head's warm, then the rest of your body's warm, right? Has anybody, like, <laughs> what if you just had a head blanket at night? What if the comforter just went over the pillows? Could you sleep like that and still be warm during the night? Uh, my understanding is is that you would be. Maybe that exists. If there was only something that I could type something in and and find something out, I I think that's a thing, though. Head comforter. Anyways, I'm wearing that mask when it's cold. And again, shouldn't be cold right now. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Thank you for coming back. Took a month off. Was concerned that people were not going to come back with me. That I actually was going to be talking just into a computer and not to strangers. And you're back. And I appreciate that. So thank you. Follow. We're not subscribing the podcast anymore. We're following whichever button that says that get you the podcast easier press that button follow thank you thank you for just follow follow subscribe there's a big button in most of the podcast apps press it when you're listening to this podcast i think it helps me and i think it helps you in theory until next time i'm josh with this has been unreasonable doubt wvu for the 2020 2021 season They were 19 and 10.